I'm Derek Day. Hey, I'm Griffin Tucker. And we are Classless Ads. You're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. How are you? We're doing well. How are well, you? I'm well. Hey, sorry for the uh, the background here. I'm usually in my studio, but I have no power here in Virginia with that ice storm yesterday. Oh, no. Holy moly. So I'm actually in my wife's office. Cool, no problemo. Is this a cool angle for us? I mean, we're kind of doing this. Yeah. You're totally great. Thanks for taking the time. I won't keep you too long, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. You guys doing all right? Yes. Yeah, man, absolutely. We're out here in Syracuse, New York. We're about to play a show today. And, um, yeah, it's like a blizzard outside. We're nice and cold. but you yeah, know, so we're... You're getting what I have here, except you're getting it probably 10 times worse. I just had ice. You got all the snow, right? It's all snow, yeah, but man, your power went out, man. That's kind of. I live in I live in Richmond, Virginia, but and you think it's a normal city, but for some reason the uh, the power grid, you get big winds or you get something, and everything goes out all the time. Oh wow, that's weird. Yeah, so luckily I have a wood stove at the house, and we can you know stay warm and and muscle through it. But you forget what internet does, and you know all those things that you need to kind of live in these days. So. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I won't keep it too long. Let's just jump right in. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Class's Act. Um, acoustic stuff is coming up, but you're doing two songs a, I mean a song every two weeks. Is that right? Leading up to the release. Yeah, and today was the last song. I think today was Storm Before the Calm Acoustic released today. Oh, nice. What was the uh, what was the thought process behind that? I mean, I know that's kind of like the new business model, right? For the music business is to do the singles every couple weeks. Is that pretty much what you were doing? Yeah, pretty much. We don't want to, you know, they say that bro- blow the proverbial load too early, you know? Right. And, um, but no, yeah. And it's just a way to kind of introduce fans slowly to us. We don't want to just be like, take this, you know, just be like, how's this? How's that? Right. You know? And then you statistic or whatever, you know, logistically, we'll see like, oh, they kind of like this thing and that. But we do it all for ourselves, of course. We don't write for them. We just kind right. of play around and dates and touring, it all, it all intertwines. If we get people like five songs at once or even worse, 12 songs at once, mm-hmm. we're, we're lucky if they listen to like to, to one or two. So, yeah. so that's be, a- we, we like to give them just a little bit at a time before we just give them the whole package and i think that's a really weird thing and i'm probably a lot older than you guys but i grew up in that you know era where i appreciate the album form and you know how it's all put together and how you sequence it and all that stuff so it's it's different you know people like my son's age have no interest they want the one song at a time and you know be done yeah or even just 15 seconds of a song yeah Yeah. especially with playlists like everything is just shuffled so there's not really like order anymore with with songs it's just like whatever pops up you just listen to and you put all that effort into it as an artist and know that half of the people are gonna just do the like you just said 30 seconds or something and then move on and it's it's a crazy world if you don't if you don't love what you're doing that much then that is going to tear you apart but we we can't help but want to write these songs and then put these songs in, in this order that we love and then make, you know, have this album artwork that represents the album and have the, have all the songs that kind of, it maybe even go into each other, like a little medley. Um, and and if, if we didn't really just love that about it, it would tear us apart. But we are lucky that yeah. other people do like our songs. 
So I know uh, these the, the acoustic versions are versions of a song, songs that were released back in like June. What was the reason to do them the acoustic way? Um, we kind of wanted to, um, oh, Franco will tell you, Franco's our bass player and he produced those or he like mixed those tracks, those acoustic tracks. I'll tell you this way, I like how he puts it. He says um, it's a different way or uh, yeah, it's a different way to tell the same story. And we wanted to just kind of interpret it differently. And for me too, it was really cool to tell these these five singles specifically to kind of sum up the band pretty well. And they have little, little uh, they're like little stories. So I just wanted to, it's cool to do it in a different dynamic and I get to hone in more on delivering a story. And I think every, everybody in the band felt that too. We could kind of touch a little bit more on it. Do you feel that the connection to the fan or the listener is, I don't know if I want to say better, but different in the, you know, when you strip it down? Well, I think, I think the thing is with these, with these songs is that most of them started off this way. Maybe not with an acoustic bass or with, a, uh, you know, with stripped down drums. But most of these songs, like when, when that idea pops in your head, you run to an acoustic guitar, maybe a piano, but you, you, that's, that's where the song starts. And that's the initial just like, that's the story at its most raw and unfiltered state. Right. When, when we're lucky and we have all this different equipment that we have at our disposal to produce it and to put, you know, lots of harmonies on it, lots of, lots of guitars on it and a lot of distortion and such, um, it definitely becomes something different. And maybe that was the vision in the beginning. Um, but that acoustic guitar is where we usually go to right. when we start writing these songs. So okay. it's more of a peek into like how we, how we, how these songs originally started so you mentioned something in there that i want to talk about it was on my list of things you guys recorded this in a proper studio right i mean sunset sound has been around for a million years and there's not many of those around either what was that like i mean it's legendary right man i mean it, it's always it's always just a a great vibe when you get to go into a proper a proper studio that's set up for just like recording music and the library as lucky as we are to to have like little like we have like Macs that we can just record like demos on and we could technically like make because Franco actually mixed um we didn't we didn't record all of it at home but Franco mixed uh most of our title song classes act um on his on his own computer. Um but there's just something to be said about getting into that room, especially knowing that so many other legends have, have worked in that room. Just getting in there and really devoting that day to making the best acoustic renditions that we possibly can of these songs. And maybe channeling some of the greatness that has been there before you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I remember recording the vocals in, a, in the same booth Jim Morrison did the first two Doors album. That's crazy. Uh, for, the, for the record. And I was just like feeling trippy, you know? Yeah. Like, was, though. And then like also the Bee Gees recorded there. And I was like, whoa like and i love the bgs so i was just like man this is like i was just trying to put my head in you know billy's head you know billy gives head like yeah what what can i how can i hit that ah! you know? <laughs> i don't think anybody dislikes the bgs right i mean even if you're the hardcore I, we speak to people all the time on this show metalheads and you know hardcore metalheads but everyone has an appreciation for not just staying alive but you know really deep in the bgs catalog because there's something else yeah, because they're outside of time and space. 
absolutely they're pretty metal themselves the their approach is ballsy they just like we're gonna you know do this take it you know <laughs> on a side note, did you ever see, there's a band out there, I think it's called Tragedy. They're a Bee Gees metal cover band. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and they're freaking great. That's already, you already won me over with the name. I'm like. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. What is up, Delicious Faithful? Bruce Moore here to tell you about this week's sponsor, Proper Sleep. Who would have thought that something as simple as getting a good night's sleep would feel like such an impossible task? I am a sufferer of sleep deprivation as well. And that's why I found this company so interesting. When we consider these staggering numbers in the context of emerging science around just how important sleep is to your long-term health, it is abundantly clear that the sleep industry has failed America. Proper Sleep's evidence-backed holistic sleep solution was developed in partnership with leading doctors in integrative sleep medicine, clinical psychology, and nutritional biochemistry. They offer digital tools for customers to complete a baseline assessment and then over the course of the next month, it cycles them through supplement samples and keeping a daily digital sleep journal for a more holistic understanding of how daily behaviors impact key sleep metrics. I urge you to click the link below and check out what Proper Sleep has to offer. I know when I found out about them, I was stoked to have them on the show. You can also use the code DELICIOUS20 for 20% off at checkout. Go check out Proper Sleep. Tell them we sent you. So as a new act, what was it like being on... Um, you know, dates over the summer with those giants again. What do you think? How do you, you know? I, I completely just zoned out for a second. I'm so sorry. Can you repeat the question? Totally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I, I could even say, how was it like doing the stadium tour as a new act? Oh my gosh. Well, oh, thank you. Tour was so, it was so, it was so glorious in, in all senses of the word because glorious. The, glorious. Um, not only were we performing in these in these almost unimaginable places, at least from the perspective that we got to see them from, because we're we're so used to like being on being on the audience's side of that stadium, seeing those little tiny little performers on that stage accompanied by the giant screens, so right. we can actually see them. Um, and not only that, but of course, you know, getting to work alongside such rock royalty like you know right. Motley Death. Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jed. It was yeah. it was really surreal, um, but it was so different to what we were used to as far as performing to an audience. We're so used to like, especially like what we're doing now. We're we're, we're doing clubs again. Um, being up on that stadium stage, you really only saw, especially because of how not only because of how high the stage was, but also how distant the stage was. Right. You only saw like the first few rows of people and all the rest were just like these little specks like out in the you know out in the stands you know um and it was just it was so different but we but to compensate for that we gave even extra in our performance than we would if they were like only a few feet away from us and also we had a very a much larger stage than we usually have so we tried to utilize as much of that as we possibly could so but it was, it was amazing that brings me to another question then. So do you find it difficult adjusting your performance or do you adjust your performance from the club setting where there may be 20 people to a stadium where there's 30,000 or is a show a show? Well, I think, um, I think we adjust more for the club setting than we do for the stadium set because I think we all naturally want to move 
as much as we possibly can. And with with the club setting, most of the stages are are not exactly fit for a five piece per se. Um, so that's that definitely takes more of just like restraining and just kind of like sticking to making sure you're playing the right notes than like flipping your hair and like bumping right. the person next to you. Um, so it was it's it was definitely more freeing to be on such a big stage like we always had for the stadium tour. Yeah, not to the volley or the the monitors because you got to use monitors in clubs most usually unless you have a real set system but we don't really have it yet right um, but yeah i mean you know and like certain clubs you know they're made of cement or brick or wood and you're so if everything bounces off differently and you know so yeah and usually stadiums the music goes out into the air and so it doesn't reverberate so right. quick you're just kind of you so, know you're, so by no means am I am I guess like you guys, but I absolutely love the stuff, and I'm curious like what it's like because you seem to be firing on all cylinders, right? I mean, you're recording in legendary places, you're opening for massive bands in massive stadiums. How are you dealing with that, and what's that like? Oh my gosh! Well, all of us have been working at, at our crafts for such a long time. I mean, I I. I play. I started playing my first instrument when I was five years old. I mean, Derek has been even like playing guitar for a very long time um, and busking like on on the Third Street Promenade in uh, right. California. Um, and of course, all of us have our own different stories beyond joining this band. And so to to finally be living out just little little bits of this dream that we've had for so many years, it's it's inspiring. But it's also daunting in a way. Right. There, there, exact word, there's actually. a there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure that goes along with it. I mean, we're we're so lucky to be we're so lucky to have the team that we have with our management and our label and all the people who go along with that. Um, but of course, with more eyes on you, there's there's more pressures to do the right things to make you know to make people. You know, to sustain people's like livelihoods, like we have to make, you know, the right songs and play the right places and draw the right amount of people for just to make sure that all of it lines up perfectly. But at the end of the day, we we still get to write the songs that we want to write, and even if they may not become a single, we still get to put them on the album. And that's that's really what it's all about is just playing, just expressing ourselves and having that avenue to be creative they want that we want to be creative in and the rest of and, and everybody else kind of helps us deliver that to the rest of the world right i mean and the music business is so upended as you know so to see somebody with you know the trajectory you guys have is pretty amazing i mean i think rightly deserved but pretty amazing as well because the music business sucks nowadays <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's the highest compliment you know if it doesn't suck, man, that's good because a lot of music sucks. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and not many people can. I think I was reading that you guys played with uh, or played at the Taylor Hawkins tribute as well. I mean, not many people can add that to their resume too, right? That's pretty awesome. That's so awesome, man. I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i just saying, I'm not saying I'm awesome. I'm just saying right. that was an awesome experience. That was just like, man. To be singing in front of Motley Crue and some of the Food Fighters at the same time, that's that's not, that's something that most people can't say that they've ever done. Yeah. Right, that's fourteen year old. Uh, that's your fourteen year old kid in dream, right? Yeah, absolutely to the T. Um, 
So the last question I have here is, I saw something in your bio about you guys want to possibly switch instruments live on stage. Is that something you've Who told you that? I'm sorry? <laughs> Who told you that? Yeah. <laughs> done my research. Is that not a thing? <laughs> no, it is. It is. Um, it's a surprise. But um, Do you yeah, need me to edit that out? Videos everywhere. Yeah, no, we all play a little bit of everything. The, you know, we all, everyone in the band can play guitar, piano, and sing and write music. So we're just like, why not? And we've been on tour since March. So we're like, let's have a little bit of fun. You know, let's try to switch things up literally and see how it goes. And to put it in perspective, like Derek didn't start by singing. He started by playing guitar. I didn't start by playing guitar. I started by playing drums. Yeah. And Franco didn't start by by playing bass. He started playing guitar. So for most of us, it's like switching around to like, our first loves, and you never forget your first love. You never. <laughs> but I think you probably throw fans for a loop, right? If you guys showed up playing different spots on the stage. Yeah, people actually—it's been a very positive response. I but think. you've done it already. Oh yeah, like in uh, to at least twelve shows or something so far on this tour. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and it's I, yeah. I imagine it's pretty freak people out totally. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what? And they come after the show, they're like, yeah. And if, and there's one show in uh, Tennessee in the city that I don't think we won the crowd yet until we did that. And it was at the very end. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, wait. So right in the middle of the show, you did it. We do it towards the end. Towards the end. Wow. Yeah. So now I'm, and sometimes I want to just do it in the beginning so we can win people over faster. But, uh, but no, but it's, yeah, it's just fun. I'll get fun. Awesome. And then lastly, the only other question I had is, um, I hear you're a, a chef or a very interested in cooking, which is really funny because that's where this whole show started from. Before the pandemic, I used to have a cooking show called Brutally Delicious, where I actually used to show up at my house in their tour buses and we would cook and talk about whatever, like we're talking now, except we'd make like grandma's lima bean stew. So that's quite interesting that that's uh, something you're interested in as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I've always said that, like, if I wasn't a musician, I'd be a chef. Because There's a connection, right? There's a connection, yeah. I mean, and, like, uh, food is, like, really close to music. It's all about taste and, right. um, you know, a very, and, and touch. And, and so, but I'm, not really, I'm not really a great uh, cook, to be honest. But, um, and, and in fact, like, some of our other members of the group are really good cooks. <laughs> um, uh, but, no, but, yeah, it's just, just something that would be an alternative life for me, if anything. Right. Like, into it though well that brings me to the end of my questions did i miss anything you wanted to cover uh no it, it was Derek day's birthday recently so wish him wish him a late happy birthday for all the viewers out yeah yes thank you my friends i hope that wasn't too bad <laughs> <laughs> no no super fun thanks for having us bruce yeah absolutely we try to be a little different usually i have my partner with me but today's been all screwed up with the power so you I'm got sure. just me thanks yeah. you made it happen thanks so much awesome. you didn't have no, I had to. I got. I was looking to get you guys on for a while, so it's great. We had a great time. Thank you. Perfect. I appreciate it, guys. Travel safe. Thanks. Uh, thank you so Be much. Well. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week, I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. 
Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday out now through Sound Talent Media.